Welcome to the Clarinet Podcast, the show about all that's new and neat with clarinet, with the neatest people in the industry. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. And now for today's episode, I'm your host, Sean Perrin. Today on the podcast, I've got a bit of a housekeeping edition here, so if you're a true fan, stick around, you're going to probably love it. If you're a new fan, I advise you to please maybe check out something else. This won't be of the most interest for you right now. We've got a huge back catalog now of almost 100 episodes. You can learn about anything from articulation styles with Cornell Volak to our most recent episode with Barry Green about his book, The Inner Game of Music. So anyway, if you're here, I'm going to talk about the giveaways, what's happened to them, why they're coming back, and how you can enter. I'm going to give an update about the book club, which Kevin Pierce, who's a listener, he sent in some of his thoughts about our last book, and I'd like to invite you to submit your own thoughts about our next book. Speaking of submitting your own thoughts, I'm going to explain what the problem is with episode 100, my listener extravaganza. Here's a hint. Nobody sent anything in yet, so I'd love to hear your feedback. I talk a bit about that. And then the last thing I talk about today is Patreon, why it's important that you consider supporting the podcast, some of the costs that are behind the scenes, and how I want to make the shift from sort of a mindset of support to making making Clarinet into a bit of a, a product which you feel comfortable paying a little bit to consume, namely some of the bonus content I'm going to be adding in there. So um, also, if you're listening on Patreon, instead of that Patreon section of this podcast, you'll instead be listening to a story where I share some of my experiences becoming a freelancer and how I learned what to charge for lessons. I share all that and more on the Patreon episode at clarinet.com support. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll get started right after this message from our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Today's episode of the show is brought to you in part by Dario Woodwinds and their new weekly trivia show called Don't Blow It. You can check it out every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on their Instagram channel. And if you know the right answers to the questions, you might even have the chance to win some amazing new gear. By the way, if you haven't checked out D'Addario's new reserve clarinet reads, you're in for a real treat. They're using some amazing new technology and manufacturing techniques that are helping achieve super consistent results. These reads are now available for E-flat, B-flat, and bass clarinet, and you can pick up a box at your local music store. Or, if you want to order online, you can head right now to clarinet.com reads. Okay, so the first bit of housekeeping here is I want to talk about the giveaways, and specifically I want to talk about how I'm bringing the giveaways back and a couple of reasons why they sort of fizzled away in the first place. So giveaways are something that people love, um, but unfortunately they also attract sort of the wrong audience to something like a podcast. So you can run into a problem where most of the people subscribed to your email list, for example, aren't even clarinet players, and if they do win a prize, they... They maybe don't get back to your email. And so I was spending an inordinate amount of time actually trying to find the winners for the giveaways, like drawing, I mean, 10 or 20 times for the same prize and having to give people 24 hours in between to to get back to me and trying to do it fairly in that way and trying to determine who's real and who's not. Anyways, it has been an absolute nightmare. So that's one reason it went away. The second reason it went away was because honestly, it's expensive. I found that some of the people winning are basically in Timbuktu, and it would cost me like $100 to ship a ligature across the, the world or something like that. And uh, as you may or may not know, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes costs that go along with the podcast, and so that was just one thing I, I thought maybe I could cut back on. But anyways, when I started the show, and now that I'm coming up to episode 100, I realized that the giveaways were something fun that I really did want to have be a part of it more often. And I actually have a few things sort of in the backlog here that I, I do still need to give away. So 
I came across recently a new platform called King Sumo, and this is going to allow me to not only select the winners more fairly, but to ensure that they're confirmed email addresses. And also you can get bonus entries by performing tasks. So for example, if you join the Clarinet community recently, I was able to give out two extra bonus entries, I think, for, for doing that. Or if you like Clarinet on Facebook, you can get an extra point and, and, and all these different things. I think it's super creative, super fun. And what it means to me is that the most engaged listeners are going to have the biggest chance to win. And the email addresses are all real. And I hope that when I select those email addresses, um, oh, it also helps me select them. But when I do that, I'm hoping that there'll be a much higher chance of getting a response. So I want to try this again. And the first giveaway is generously been provided by our sponsor, Diderio Woodwinds. And you can have the chance to win one Diderio sampler pack for reeds, uh, the new reserve reeds. It comes with several different reeds of varying strengths that you can try and see which one's the match for you. Um, and also you can pick a Clarinet t-shirt any size, style, and fit. So um, no matter who you are, you should be able to find something that's fun that you might enjoy to wear. And the total value of this prize is $59. There are going to be 10 winners. So this is a really exciting giveaway. Thanks so much to Diderio for pitching in and, and helping make this possible. Now you might be wondering, how do I win? And this is a good question because before all you had to do was join the email list. Um, it still is beneficial to join the email list because that is how you will receive notification about the upcoming giveaways. But now you need to actually open the email and click enter. Um, I know that added step might be kind of annoying to some people, but I just can't see why someone who never opens any of the emails and has never engaged with the podcast at all deserves to win a giveaway as much as our most dedicated fans. So just open the email, click enter, perform the bonus tasks if there are any to get maximum entries, and you will have multiple chances even to win. So I think this is going to be really great going forward, and you can head to clarineat.com slash giveaways to enter. So the second thing I want to update everybody on here is the Clarinet Book Club. So as you know, it didn't quite turn out as planned. There was not a monthly book. Um, but given the fact that most people are practicing and in school and trying to work and, you know, now I'm a father and all these different things, one book a month for doing all this obviously was too much. So we've scaled it back here. Um, you can still head to clarinet.com slash books to check out the upcoming books and the past books and and uh, also join the community and vote on the next book. But the next book was decided. It's going to be Alex Ross, The Rest is Noise. And I really do hope to get the author on the podcast, but he is one of the most famous music critics and authors in the world. So if you have any connections to Alex or any of his people, <laughs> um, please send me a note at feedback at clarinet.com. And I'm going to do my absolute best to try and get him on the show. But uh, I also am open to the fact that uh, some of these people are very hard to reach, very busy schedules. And this may be an episode where we have to have a little bit of a different conversation about the book. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm hopeful. And uh, I think that he is someone who I really, he's a fellow podcaster, I believe. So I'm hoping he will have some sympathy for our small clarinet niche audience here and, and come on and talk to me. So here are some thoughts about the inner game of music from listener Kevin Pierce. He was kind enough to send these in. And if you have any thoughts about the inner game of music or our latest book as you're reading it here, send them along at clarinet.com slash voicemail. Hi, Sean. This is Kevin Pierce from Rockwall, Texas. Uh, I had an interesting thought um, about halfway through uh, the inner game of music. And he talks a lot about you know, losing yourself in the music and trying to imitate the music and make yourself or let the music become you. 
uh, or things like that. And uh, I'm primarily a conductor, and I find that interesting because I'm often um, trying to, at least in the the moment of conducting during a performance and also during a rehearsal, trying to imitate the music visually, uh, which is different from what I do, let's say, when I'm playing clarinet. And I find as a conductor, it's it's a challenge to look authentic and be true to oneself and one's own personality while also trying to look like the music. And sometimes I wonder if, if you know, we conductors just sort of obsess about looking like the music a little bit too much. And because frankly, you know, not everyone's looking at us all the time. Not everyone in the orchestra is looking at us all the time. When I'm sitting in an orchestra, I look at the conductor, but frankly, you know, not all the time. So uh, I think it's an interesting question to ask myself and for other conductors who read it to ask themselves. Thanks for sending in your thoughts, Kevin. Um, My first thought in response to you here is that I wonder if this scenario of worrying about the appearance of the conducting, especially if it's happening while one is conducting, I wonder if this is interference and I wonder if it actually is getting in the way of the music's full potential as per the the uh, formula in Barry's book. So I, I wonder if if actually focusing on the sound that's coming out instead of the visual and letting the visual sort of react to that might be a better way of going about it. And I, I totally agree. A lot of time is spent as musicians thinking about the visual elements of the music. And conducting, of course, is a visual activity. But I think it's important to remember that the result of any music, whether it be playing or conducting, is the sound. And I think that definitely putting the sound first would be the way forward. It is funny, though, this whole inner game concept. You have me thinking about how it might apply differently to not only different instruments, but also different um, sports and everything else that the inner game of book has been written for. I mean, from from golf to tennis to, to to skiing to music, all these different things. But the underlying core principle, I think, is simply just mindfulness. And I, I bet that any study of mindfulness, any mindfulness about mindfulness, would be um, as helpful as any of the techniques in the book here. But that being said, though, to be fair and, and to be honest, I do bet that the amount of interference someone like, a, you know, let's say a major conductor conducting through a large symphony work from memory is going to experience a totally different level of interference than um, a pop singer with their four chord pop song at a, at a bar. Um, and that's not to discount that type of music, but I, I wonder if the interference that's experienced by classical musicians is just so much bigger, so much more doubt, so much more opportunity for mistake um, than in some other genres. And, you know, in some cultures, that's the point of the music is to kind of get lost in the music, whether it be a drum circle that's sort of meant for ceremonial dance or something like that. I don't think those people are sitting there worried about carefully executing every single drum stroke with perfect technique. I think they're getting lost in the experience. And I mean, that can even be proved by some of these cultures in, in history using things like drugs as, as part of the musical experience and and sort of as a, like a ritual type thing. So yeah, I, I don't know how exactly other cultures experience this interference. I think it might actually be with music anyways, sort of a Western classical kind of phenomenon for music to be so, so um, kind of susceptible to this sort of thought. So anyways, thanks for opening that dialogue up. That's a really interesting uh, conversation. I wish I wish I could ask you some follow-up questions here and, and continue the conversation. So 
Anyway, anyone listening, please do send in your thoughts about the book. I, I love to have uh, the listener feedback coming in, and you can do that at clarineat.com slash voicemail. I'm listening to the audiobook version of The Rest is Noise, and it's really, really interesting. I actually feel like I'm watching sort of a documentary about the 20th century of music, and uh, although it's not read by the author, the person who is reading it is really great. Um, you can try out the audiobook version for free and get two other titles for free by heading to clarineat.com slash books and clicking on the audio trial button. Speaking of voicemails, I am trying to assemble a episode 100 here that I'd love to feature listener thoughts and listener hellos from all around the world. So head to clarinet.com slash voicemail. Tell me your name. Tell me where you're from. Tell me what's your favorite podcast episode. Tell me maybe how the podcast has affected your life. I know it's affecting people's lives all over the world. I heard from someone from the Netherlands a couple weeks ago. I heard from someone from Hawaii. I hear from all over the world, and I'm always shocked at the people, not only their stories about how the podcast has influenced them, but their favorite episodes and uh, where they're from. I, I can't believe that while I'm sleeping, someone's riding their bike to their graduate work in the Netherlands listening to the Clarinet podcast. How cool is that? So um, I'd love to hear from you. And the only problem with this episode concept where I want to feature all of you is nobody has sent anything in yet. So I'd love to have at least 10 people. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, even if you're a new listener, please head to clarinet.com slash voicemail. Say hello. I promise I don't bite. How can I? It's the podcast. <laughs> and I do actually edit those before they go on air. So if you fumble your words at the beginning, don't worry about it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut that out. So uh, head to clarinet.com slash voicemail and introduce yourself. Say hi. I would absolutely love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening. I can't wait for the next 100 episodes. All right, so before we wrap up here today, um, I want to talk a little bit about Patreon listener support. And I know that I've touched on this a few times in the past. I've experimented with different ideas on how to run this. If you're not familiar with what Patreon is, it's sort of a crowdfunding way to support the content creators that you love. Usually these content creators are podcasts or YouTube channels who create content for the world. And by supporting behind the scenes on Patreon, you can get access to some additional content. So the three things I've tried with Patreon are as follows. The first one was, I said, hey, I would like you to please consider supporting the show out of the good in your heart because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> and um, I can understand why a lot of people don't feel like they need to pitch in because the costs that are associated with the show are not directly coming to them and the show is already free. So why would you bother paying for it? And I can totally understand that perspective. Um, just keep in mind that when things do come up, like podcast hosting for the year, that's close to $500 alone um, just for that. Uh, not to mention the web hosting, the domain names, the software I have to use, any travel I've been doing. Uh, some of this has been listener supported now, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but we're talking some pretty big bills here. Um, if I want to replace my computer or a microphone, it could be, you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars. So in order to provide top quality content in this way, there are serious costs and I do want to produce the most professional show that I possibly can. It's not good enough for me and I don't think that you'd want to listen either if I recorded this show on a $2 microphone and just sort of threw it up every week. I think that the level of production here, thanks to our volunteers like Brian, who's doing some editing behind the scenes for me, um, the level of production is one of the things that keeps people around. And so I just want you to think about that. Um, all these things that go into the podcast behind the scenes, um, these costs are real, and it's something that's going to prohibit the podcast in the future as it grows. As websites grow, there are more and more costs that pile on, and um, it's just one of those elements, which is, you know, it's uncomfortable to talk about, but from a business perspective, um, that's where we're at. So 
The second thing I decided to try with Patreon a while ago was, well, what if I, instead of making it sort of about support and sort of a, a, a need, I mean, this is not really a charity, it's a podcast, right? I mean, no one's going to die if I stop producing the show. It's not really, in the grand scheme of things, that big a deal. But I thought to myself, well, what if I gave the Patreon backers a little bit of um, bonus content? So I started putting the lightning rounds into the episodes. And I tried that only for a few weeks. Um, I don't really think that it worked. I'm not sure why, but I did get a few extra backers. And I thought to myself, and I got some listener feedback that was like, well, we're supporting the, the podcast on Patreon. We want to make sure that that the entire community gets access to the podcast. So I thought, okay, that's fine. I'll put it back. And I put the lightning round back and even released that stuff because I honestly felt kind of bad about it. But the problem is, is the Patreon support after I did that didn't go up at all and it actually dipped. So some people who were supporting it to get access to that have now stopped. Um, and fewer people seem to have been added. So this is where I'm at again. I think that the way forward with Patreon and listener support is to make it kind of like a product that you want to experience. And what I mean by that is when you go into Starbucks, you pay four or five dollars for a cup of coffee. It lasts you 15 minutes and you do something while you're there and you drink it. But you're perfectly comfortable to do that sometimes with some people several times a week, even several times a day. So I want you to think to yourself, what is it about the podcast experience that might be similar to that? And would a little bit of extra content be worth something like a dollar a month to you? So what I'm going to start doing is, first of all, Patreon episodes are going to be completely ad-free, no Patreon ads, no uh, sponsored ads of any kind. Those will all be taken out. Um, they are going to be extended. So sometimes what happens is when I'm talking to a guest, I decide that maybe a five-minute transgression is just not that valuable, doesn't add that much to the conversation, might turn off your average listener. I'm going to try my best to leave as much of that in as possible on the Patreon edition. So, for example, the recent Barry Green interview, there's actually 11 additional minutes of conversation there, plus the lightning round. Um, and that's the additional thing I'm going to be leaving in the Patreon version is the lightning rounds. I want to have it so that you feel as if you're getting something for contributing to the podcast, like any other product that you experience. So... I hope this will be something that you consider. Um, I don't want anyone to feel obligated to support the podcast, but if we think about that that coffee shop situation I was just talking about, we're currently at 38 backers on Patreon for the podcast. That is far, far less than 1% um, listener support. So imagine the coffee shop, if only 1% or less than 1% of the people who came in actually paid for their cup of coffee and the rest were just there because they love coffee. Um, how much longer could that coffee st shop stay open? I'm willing to bet not very long. So anyway, thank you for taking the time to consider this. If uh, one reason you've avoided supporting the show is because you don't like Patreon as a platform, I can totally understand. I am happy, and in fact, I've made a video to help people do this, but I am happy to help you get your new Patreon feed installed on your phone so that basically it's a set it and forget it kind of thing. You set your monthly pledge, be it $1 or $5 or whatever, and then you install this small code, it's just a URL, into your podcast playing app, and then the episodes are going to load automatically like any other podcast throughout the month. So you don't even have to think about it, you just have to open up iTunes or wherever you listen and enjoy the podcast as per normal. 
So in keeping with this concept, if you're listening to this episode on Patreon, you'll actually have just spent the last several minutes listening to a story that I'm going to be telling about my experience getting started as a freelancer and teaching and how I sort of decided not only what to charge, but when I realized that I wasn't charging enough and what I did about it. So you can check that out at clarinet.com support that and all the other bonus episodes and content that are going to be coming out on the Patreon community. So Thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to seeing you next time for a conversation with Brett Newton about his series of woodwind orchestration books for Wind Band, which is really interesting. He's super passionate about that, and he's actually started his own podcast uh, called, I think it's the Band Nerd Cast, and you can check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes to the next episode. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Clarinet Podcast. Show notes for this and all other episodes can be found at clarinet.com. While you're there, don't forget to join our email newsletter for free updates, exclusive offers, and a chance to win giveaways. Guest requests, listener feedback, and comments can be sent to feedback at clarinet.com. Special thank you to our season sponsor, Dario Woodwinds. Don't forget to check out their new show, Don't Blow It, on Instagram, and also try a box of their new reserve clarinet reads next time you're at the music store. Clarinet is made possible by listeners just like you. You can support the ongoing production of this independently produced program by donating to our Patreon at clarinet.com support. Supporters get early access to extended ad-free regular podcasts and exclusive access to patron-only episodes and live events. This program was produced and hosted by me, Sean Perrin in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Music performed by Michael Lowenstern. Debate episodes co-hosted by Andrew Morrow. Audio editing by Brian Chappelle's and copy editing by Megan Taylor. That's all for now. Be sure to tune in next time for more of what's new and neat with clarinet with the neatest people in the industry on the Clarinet Podcast.